Hey, Verse Course Versers, DL here. Hope everybody is doing okay. Just a real quick something before this week's episode. So last week in the Quick Fires, we talked about Phototroph by Moontooth, which is a great new album by a band that we love and have loved for a long time. We talked about their, their album Crux in our second episode ever. And in that episode and in the episode just last week, Evil and I basically declared Nick Lee, Moontooth's guitar player, as our favorite current guitarist. Nick Lee is currently in the hospital. If you go and look at Moontooth's Instagram, you will see that there is a GoFundMe for him. If you go to the GoFundMe, you see the story that essentially they were practicing or or warming up for a gig later. And then when nobody else was in the room, it was determined that for some reason, Nick Lee fell, hit his head on the bass kit or something, and then had a seizure. And he's been seizuring since until in the hospital, they had to put him in a coma just so he could recover. And that's the last that I think anybody knows thus far, besides obviously those that are really close to Nick. You heard me say there is a GoFundMe. That's what this is all about. If you go to at Moontooth Shreds, which you should honestly follow anyway, because this band is incredible. But in their link tree, which hopefully you all know how to go to a link tree, if you don't send me a message, don't be embarrassed. Things like this are important. Go to the GoFundMe. I think last I saw there had been over $100,000 raised for his medical bills. That's all this is for. medical. You know how expensive medical bills are. He is an independent artist. You know what it's like to be an independent artist, probably, if you're listening to this. Not that it matters, but if you read what they say in the GoFundMe, this is a healthy dude. It's not like it's a drug or alcohol-related thing. If anything, maybe it's tour fatigue. If you've ever toured, you absolutely know what that's about. But I'll tell you that the person that I've been in contact with from Moontooth was always Nick. And very short-spoken on emails, but always incredibly quick to reply, always incredibly positive. Anytime I ever asked him a question or if we could play his music or interest in doing certain things at the pod, he has always been so positive, so awesome about everything. So from what very, very little I know about this guy, he is absolutely stand-up. So if you have a couple bucks, if you have five bucks, 15, 20, 50, go to the link tree, go to the GoFundMe, help them out. If you've ever been stuck with medical bills, you know how hard it is. The last however many years have been hard enough on musicians with COVID taking away real income if you're a touring musician. This is something that nobody should have to go through and hopefully he'll make his way out of it. He'll be great. And with the GoFundMe, he's not going to have to worry about hospital bills after all that. He can get back to shredding, which if you hear him play, you know that's what he needs to be doing. If you ever hear this, Nick, uh, Moontooth family, uh, Moontooth the band, if you guys ever hear this, I hope that we can raise you a few bucks. And we over here are not only huge fans, but we are thinking about you and wishing everybody the best. Thank you, Verse Course Verse family. I do this because I know how great you all are. And uh, I would imagine that at least a few of you will go over there and give a couple bucks. Let's get to it. Coming up on Verse Course Verse. Show me a person that doesn't like Dolly Parton, and I'll show you an idiot. 
<laughs> That's next. Welcome to episode 78. I am DL. I hope you're well. With me is Svend. I will always love you, Knutson. Svend, how and are you? I, 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 I'm good. Now, which version were you just saying? The only one. That other one that came <laughs> later, I know it's more popular, but it's not my favorite. I don't know. I think Dolly liked it. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, it's been mm-hmm. weeks and weeks. It has. Yeah. But now we've got a couple episodes coming out that you're yeah. on. And then in a couple episodes, you'll be on another yeah. one. So what have you been up to? We'll get you for a few. Oh, work. Work, work podcast, work. sleep, repeat. That's pretty much... I mean, it's not that far from what you do, I don't think. Yeah, pretty much. I actually have gotten some gigs, weirdly enough, doing session shit over the internet, like recording stuff and then sending it off to people. And uh, so I've been like trying to learn weird-ass songs sometimes. I guess I haven't been doing it that much. Like I'm on like the fourth thing now, but like... Well, you know, our number, I don't know, we'll say top three fan, Mark Kowal, he's making another album right now. Mark, you should reach out to Sven. You could have him on your your album. I work for cheap, sometimes even free. Yeah, you can't afford me, Mark. Sorry. Yeah, Um. I need to charge more (laughs) or something. You also, you bought a boat like an insane person. I bought a boat! (laughs) oh it's so much why did you buy a boat i've wanted a boat since i was like 10 years old i'm 39 i figured i better do it or else i'm just not gonna ever and i mean it's a little boat it's a fishing boat it's a fishing uh, yeah it's a little cruiser fishing it's a 14 foot little tiny it's 1979 this thing's not like a the motor's a 1991 yamaha yeah the boat is old (laughs) Kids love it though. Both the three-year-old and the six-year-old have driven the boat now. No, I, I, I don't think that's legal. Let's keep that on the you know listeners. Don't if any of you are Coast Guard, any police that are listening. Uh, what I meant to say was I dressed up like a three-year-old and a six-year-old and drove my boat. What are we doing tonight? We are doing a classic album. The beginning of a new rotation. This is the third one of this season. And with these episodes, Sven and I have decided to start dissecting specific albums. First one we did this year was a little bit of Michael Jackson. The second one was his sister, Mm -hmm. Janet. And the third one has absolutely nothing to do with the Jacksons. I'm sure we could do like a six degrees of... Like, it wouldn't be hard with these people, I think. But tonight, we are doing Jolene by Dolly Parton. Sven, I think you were the one that... I don't know if you said country or if you said specifically Dolly Parton. I wanted to do Garth Brooks. Ah. So, for all of everyone playing along, David saved you from having to listen to me talk about garth brooks yeah you know i respect garth brooks i'm not sure how passionately i could talk about him oh for a goodness. full episode it's like i said billy ray cyrus <laughs> no i have way more respect for garth brooks <laughs> especially his emo what was that emo album he oh, did chris Gaines. Yeah. <laughs> his alternate personality and like was it the late 90s yeah. or something <laughs> that was fantastic he even like played snl <laughs> as chris Gaines yeah. and I mean, you can tell the guy's like got a foot in the rock and roll thing. It's like I 
I made my career on country, but deep down inside, you listen to the kind of country he does, and he's a rock and roll kind of guy, I think. Anyway, I pitched that, and we back and forth a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to do something country. Which, and why not, is that? Why did you want to do something country? I've been listening to a lot of country lately, but I don't want to talk about the super new country. Mm-hmm. I'm not that into it yet. I've got to wrap my head around the meld that's happening with pop music. And right now it's turning, it's like you got some trap beats and country songs. And like, I'm not just talking it's, little Nas X. I'm talking yeah. like you, you've got country artists that have been country artists that are starting to incorporate other sounds. And not that that's a, mm-hmm. I'm not complaining. I like Well, and you've got other artists blending in the country too. You, you've yeah. got Justin Timberlake did some stuff with country band. And I think Miley Cyrus went a little bit, which actually well, Miley Cyrus has some ties to Dolly Parton. I mean, so. she's kind of, yeah. But I, think, I mean, uh, we're yeah. talking Dolly Parton. I think yeah. you were the one that said, what about, we were trying to think of a universal country artist that we know both of us would like. And I think you dropped Dolly and we were immediately like oh fuck yeah let's do yeah. dolly part i'm not sure how yeah we landed on dolly we were both happy i think the thing for me with dolly is it's bigger than just country yes she is bigger than just country music as far as her her influence her impact and and how i know her and and the little bit that i knew about her well and she's just such a fucking badass oh yeah beyond just the music that she does which is great her story and who she is as a person, just everything about Dolly is yeah. just fantastic. Yeah, like before, you know? b- earlier tonight eating dinner, I happened to ask Amanda because like, hey, what do you know? Do you know anything about Dolly Parton? What do you know? And she went off on a whole list of stuff that I <laughs> somehow missed in all my research. Didn't know, didn't know like how charitable. I mean, I knew she was she was generous and I didn't know how generous she actually was yeah. behind so many charities. Yeah. I don't know. Did you know, weird fact, that she, in some interviews, some point according to my wife um <laughs> she actually was like yeah my whole look and the way that i dress and my style it's it all goes back to well there's like this prostitute in the town that she grew up in and she really liked the way she did her makeup so she, when she oh, really became a country star she wanted to look like her so i don't know if that's totally fictitious hey then i'm um, blaming fact my spouse fact checkers check it out we will file a complaint with sven's wife if that is not true But yeah, we also had to divvy out which Dolly Parton album to talk about, which to me, there are only two options. And this is the no question Dolly Parton album. But there's also nine to five, which is massive. Yeah. And really, that's the thing about Dolly's music is you could also close your eyes and point at one of her 45 studio albums and (laughs) it's gonna be good you know yeah it's gonna sound like like it's straight out of the grand Ole opry right it's gonna have amazing musicians on it the writing's gonna be perfect and that's what you're gonna get well i think on this album are like two of the tracks that probably when people think of dolly at all Mm -hmm. you're gonna land on one of those two so that's what we're doing we're gonna talk jolene by dolly parton one of the most powerful and prominent honky-tonk nashville albums that has ever been made other than that podcast is going well we're having fun Sven. we are about two days until the jonathan bates interview releases on monday that was a big deal. It's a bummer that you couldn't be there for that because yeah. I know that you're a big Black Delta fan too. Hell yeah. 
We just did some quick fire reviews. Well, actually, it'll be the episode that releases before this one, which speaking of country, mm -hmm. you need to listen to Orville Peck. Jot that down in your mind brain. Okay. Okay. He was in our quickfire reviews. He is a Canadian by South Africa gay country singer that is probably about 85% Elvis. Wow. You've just got to check out Orville Peck. Well, yeah, on my list. Yes. Anything else before we get into the most important part of the night, um, Sven? I think I'm ready to talk important things. Let's do it. What? I'm going to start first. Yeah, you, you always make me go first. Well, but it looks like we might be twins. And twins! Because Twin! I'm going boring. I had a 4th of July party, which means I now have a cooler full of rando beers. I've got me a Coors Light. Ah. I've got me a barbecue beer. I've got water. As Sven takes a swig of the very same... Same container. Well, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Are you just doing Coors Light tonight? Or usually Hell you... No. Yeah, that's what I thought. For whatever reason, I am Reno as fuck. Reno as fuck. Yeah. Revision. Revision Brewing Company. It's a hazy double IPA. It's a 8.4 alcohol. Should have a little kick Oof. to it. Yeah. Uh, it's not that bitter. Only 23 IBUs. I have not tasted this yet. So, yeah, I can't describe it yet. Where are they based out of? I mean, Reno, right? <laughs> so it's got to be Nevada. Hang on. Uh, yeah, Sparks, Nevada. Oh, so it's it's Reno, right. basically. It is... As fuck. I lived in Reno for eight months, I think. You've told us. Sparks is the nice place right next to the shithole that is Reno. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sorry to any Reno listeners, but you know, you know exactly what you I'm saying. You know. You know what's depressing? What's that? My bachelor's party. Instead of going to Vegas, we went to Reno. Hey, bachelor party, that's fair game. <laughs> You're in Idaho. You should have just gone to Jackpot. Yeah, it would have been closer and probably <laughs> yeah. got the same damn experience. Same basic concept. <laughs> we wanted to burn way more gas and... <laughs> Waste a whole lot more time. So that's what we're doing. <laughs> Let's talk some Dolly Parton. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. like the pea shivers for like 20 years the shivers at yeah actually i feel like i've gotten that thanks to the podcast because i'll hold it like a half hour like okay i'm gonna fucking die now <laughs> all right we are back i'll have to edit all that out maybe maybe i'll leave it in maybe you people want to hear that pea shivers yeah. <laughs> Jolene by Dolly Parton, the Dolly Parton, the baddest ass of the species of human. Let's get into it. Before we do, we have to guess each other's favorite song on this album. Mm, there are easy ways to go about this or there are hard ways to go about this. I feel like you're going to get mine like no problem. That makes me think that it's no brainer. It has to be Jolene. I just feel like you're just, is that your guess? Or maybe you're messing with me right now. Maybe you're trying to get me to... When would I ever mess with you? All of the time. You're unmessable. You know what I'm going to do? And we'll talk about it, but there's something about this song that makes me think it's a Sven-style song. 
Mm-hmm. And it's just too easy to go Jolene. I'm going to go Sven's favorite song is Early Morning Breeze. Ooh. What do you think mine is? I'm writing that down. Do it. That That's your official guess. And apparently it was wrong. If, if you're like, I got to remember that. <laughs> I figured like, I don't know why, but I feel like your favorite song has got to be something that's melancholy, depressing, about loneliness, why or would heartbreak. You think that? Or cheating or breakup <laughs> or so that narrowed it down to like half the album. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and this was back and forth between like, okay, do I go with something that I think like the story and the narrative would be something that David's into if it was a movie? Would DL watch this movie if the anyway. Wow, you gave this thought. I did. I did. Or <laughs> I was also like, well, the instrumentation, something with the minor key, something that's mm. also like there's some songs on here that are just straight like boom chick. Boom doom. You know, there's other ones to have really complex yeah. orchestration and uh, yeah. instrumentation. Absolutely. And so I, I was really torn at the end of the day. I'm going with track two, When Someone Wants to Leave. All right. I think based on the story. So neither of us and, picked the big two. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, but the early morning breeze thing, though, that was awesome because I almost wanted to pick that as yours, except it was not melancholy. You know, early morning breeze, and we, we might as well just jump into it now. We can talk about this, and then we'll get into the facts after, but early morning breeze, to me, is not that it's a bad thing, but it's the most out of place on this album mm. because it's this kind of trip folk yeah it's almost like jefferson airplaney you know what i mean it's yeah it's like hippie music yeah yeah yeah. it's it's like something you'd hear at the original woodstock right you know speaking of although we've been talking so much woodstock but yeah there's something about that that's got the kind of it's almost peter paul and mary-ish yeah and it definitely is it's one of the songs that stands out not being pure old school country classic country yeah i think when i heard that song it hit me dolly parton is a just an incredible songwriter incredible mm-hmm. but that's when it hit me that she's not just playing nashville honky tonk right she's playing this kind of whole new folksy yeah. sort of thing. Like, I think a big part of it is like, well, she, she grew up in a musical family. So I think like music and all kinds of music has been part of her, mm-hmm. but she also is really, she's a really good storyteller. Yeah. Right before this album came out, right? She just parted ways with, what was that TV show? She's on like a TV. Yeah. The Porter Wagner show. That, there you go. Thank you. So I think like maybe some of that experience in, mm-hmm. you know, being on broadcast and everything and how to tell a story. Yeah. It helped her kind of broaden her sound and imagine different sounds instead of just the classic formula that's worked for yeah. so many country artists up and, you that know. It was just being pumped out at this yeah. point by people like that. But yes. This came out in 1974. It was recorded in 72 through 73, so it took a while to record, but this came out in 74 through RCA Studio, Mm -hmm. RCA Victor specifically. She had been working with RCA Victor for years before this. This was her 13th studio album. All of her albums until then were under Porter Wagner. Not under, but at this time she was quote-unquote the girl on the Porter Wagner show. He always wanted to have a female to sing with. And so they came out with a shit ton of albums, wrote a bunch of stuff together. He was a great Mm -hmm. 
songwriter too, doing that same sort of music. So this did come out in a time where that whole Grand Ole Opry sound was just being pumped out. Right. You were talking about how she was raised. Huge family. She had 12 yeah. freaking, yeah, 12 kids in her freaking family. A poor family grew up in the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. So yeah, any time that you have an artist that's like this, it's 12 freaking 11 siblings fighting for attention You've got to have your thing. You've got to, suddenly you want to, I want to sing. I want right. to play. I want to yeah. write. So I think that that had to have huge amounts to do with Plus it. Let's just think about like the amount of stories that get built up in your head. Yeah. I mean, family like that's got to have so much family drama and so much energy. Yeah. One bedroom cabin. Right. In the Smoky Mountains with freaking 12 kids. So you really appreciate when you get your space, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jolene. Jolene. Went triple platinum, not in the United States. Right. Do you know where it went triple platinum? I don't. Australia. Ooh. So Australians, you kick ass. We suck. This did not go platinum in the States, which is insane. Okay. Wow. I don't want to get into it now because we have an award about like proper ratings now <laughs> yeah. versus back then. <laughs> But like, even though it was received well, mm -hmm. I like it got good reviews. When it came out, it wasn't like people slammed it and they didn't like it. It got good reviews. Yeah. But when it came to actual awards, and I, I don't know, this is just one of those, I feel like it was back when the industry was pretty one-sided. It was. <laughs> we talked about it. Actually, when we talked about Woodstock 94, we talked about how it was insane that Johnny Cash, he said no because they wouldn't put him on the main stage. Yeah. There was this trope of these Nashville writers or these country writers or the even the outlaw country mm -hmm. where they just weren't respected. Yeah. They weren't really respected until like 10 years it ago. Was, you're right. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Do you have any idea why that is? I think that's just like the plight of a lot of musicians and a lot of composers. Like you think about like even classic music, Bach yeah. and Mozart. They're way more popular now. That's true. Than when they were current. When I was growing up in the late 80s, early 90s, I do not think this. I think that Dolly Parton is amazing. But to me, all I remembered was she was the right. country singer with the massive breasts. That's what people talked about. Yeah. That was what yeah. people talked totally. about. That was the only thing people talked about, which is insane because you hear the songs that she writes and the things that she does and how fucking cool her story is. She honestly, to me, is, is one of the classiest people with so much grace. And I'll probably circle back to that later when we dig into the album a little more but like yeah well we can start with how this album even happened because this was the album where she said to porter wagner who was kind of mm -hmm. it's not like he owned her but she was on his show she was doing a lot of her own writing and this was when she told him look i'm gonna go to the production company and i'm gonna tell them i want my own album i'm gonna go off on my own i'm gonna do my own thing thank god Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. He didn't want her to, you know, there was some fighting here and there and stuff. You watch TV interviews with both of them mm -hmm. and Porter Wagner is, is douchey about it. Yeah. He's like, you know, she wants to go off, do her own thing. That And Dolly's in every interview is like, you know, I, I'll always love him. And like, she wrote the fucking songs. So but damn classy. In all of the interviews, she's like, you know, he he helped me out so much and I love him. And, and there's other things, too, that we'll get into later about how his show ended up fucking plummeting. He was losing money. Mm -hmm. She helped him out. 
Mm-hmm. She helped them out a couple times, so we'll we'll get into it. She's just a she's, she's a damn awesome human being, folks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. One thing that I wanted to talk about, I wanted to get it out of the way because when I was looking on it, when I was researching this online to kind of try to see why it's not more popular, no spoilers, but I didn't find any Crosby Meh awards. Yeah. But I did find a couple people complaining, and I think it's a nowadays thing, and I don't know if it's fair or not. I'm going to say it's not fair, but... Hmm. This does get complaints online, females thinking that music in this album is weak. The female leads in the songs Mm -hmm. come off as pitiful and weak and that she needs a man to do this and that. There's there's a vulnerability there that isn't cool anymore. Right. I found that a lot. Yeah. And I can see that. I mean, today's culture is so different than the culture Mm -hmm. back in the 70s. Right. Like I'm I'm not at all trying to downplay those reviews, but I think if you put yourself in, in that perspective of a woman in the 70s. Yeah. It, this is tough and I have no place really talking about it. <laughs> I, I'm realizing that now as I've like started rambling, I have no place talking about this. Other than, like, I will say that Dolly Parton is such a classy person. And she sure as shit ain't weak. She sure as shit ain't weak, and she sure as shit ain't scared of any man or needs some man to do anything for her. I I just don't, and maybe it's just because I'm a dude, but I don't think this album reads like that. It's not a he's the man, I'm the woman thing. It's any time a woman expresses weakness or wanting someone who doesn't want them back or something like that, it's so unpopular. Right. And this, this immediate fear of it's symbolizing weakness of the female species, but that's bullshit. Do we do it too? Girls do it. This is about needing somebody or wanting somebody that's not there or Jolene. We can just talk about Jolene. Yeah. Her singing a song about her fear of meeting this beautiful woman that's giving her husband this attention. That is such a vulnerable place to sing from. Going back to like how classy Dolly Parton is and how much grace she has in the way that she she acts in the way she writes, the way she writes this song, right? If this was Carrie Underwood, she would have taken a Louisville slugger <laughs> to the guy's fucking car, right? And Dolly goes and has a conversation with this woman. And this is the thing that I think is beautiful. It's not like man versus woman conversation here. The whole song is her talking to another woman. I feel like if people did that more, this is like getting on a soapbox here. But like if we fucking just talked about our problems, I like where you're going with this. Even if you're asking, because like, okay, you, I don't know. If people talked to each other more before they started just swinging baseball bats at each other, <laughs> how much better of a world would we have? That's what I mean by classy. It, she's not letting it go. She's addressing it. Like, that's got to take some guts, right? Absolutely. To go and confront the person that your significant other is possibly attracted to. You don't, I don't know. That's a gut-wrenching feeling. Yeah. Right? To find out that someone you love might love someone yeah. else. And your natural instincts get pissed off and go break shit and hurt yeah. them. I think it's but, great. Oh, there are two rumors about what Jolene is about. I want to know which one you like more. So the first one is that she was uh, in a bank with her husband. who She's been married for, what, 50 years now, something like that? She's been married to Carl Dean for like, mm-hmm. what, 53 years, 55 years or something? 
they went to the bank teller and it was this beautiful redheaded woman that was kind of flirting with her husband. And that's where the whole idea came from. Mm-hmm. There's also the other rumor, wives tale or whatever you want to call it, which I like a lot more. Okay. Which she was signing autographs one day in Nashville mm-hmm. and one of the little girls she just this little girl you are so beautiful what's your name and the girl said jolene Mm -hmm. and dolly was like i'm gonna write a song about you i'm so glad you brought this up this cute little i'm gonna write a song about you stealing my husband from me and then she fucking writes jolene Uh, to me in my head that's what it's gonna be so spoiler i watched an interview Uh where dolly parton talked about how she wrote jolene oh like herself Uh, straight from dolly parton they're both true a couple of facts need to be adjusted i guess it was early in their marriage when she was married to Carl. Um, okay. She noticed that he was spending a lot of time down at the bank, and they didn't ha- <laughs> they didn't have the kind of money that he needed to be down at the bank all the time. <laughs> uh oh. And so she went in one day, caught him talking to this redheaded banker. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he said, I'm trying to get a loan. He was he was in paving and asphalt. That's what he did. And she said, you need to get your ass yeah. back to work. Something about asphalt. <laughs> it was better when Dolly said it. So the inspiration, I guess the subject matter came from this. Like her husband has this crush on this other woman who actually wasn't yeah. a redhead. Sorry. I think she was. That's just in the bank. Uh-huh. And then the story about the little girl is, is also totally true. The Dolly said that this girl approached her at a show and wanted an autograph. And the same thing. Yeah. What's your name? And she said, Jolene. And she said, I'm going to write a song about you. Just like, you, Yeah. And then in order to remember the name, she, on the way back to the tour bus, just kept repeating, Jolene, 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 Jolene. <laughs> and that's, this is her and story. That's... that She just kept repeating, Jolene, 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 until the melody started coming out, that Jolene, 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 Jolene. That was her version of how she came up with that part and then added the rest of the song the story built and imagine being that little girl being like dolly parton said she's gonna write a song about me and then like a few years later there's this song there's an album called jolene massive (laughs) yeah massive massive song so jolene if you're out there which i you could totally be listening you should be listening you should come on to the podcast She's awesome. She wrote everything on this album except for two songs. She did not write It Must Be You, and she did not write Lonely Coming Down. The Mm. Porter Wagner that we've talked about wrote uh, Lonely Coming Down, which is a great song. I love that song. It's so well put together. There are so many working parts. It was on my short list for your favorite song, but it was like number four or five down the list. It's great. Man, with these songs, when you really sit down and you listen, pay attention... There are so many moving parts in these yeah. songs. Amazing musicians doing amazing things and string work and steel guitars. Some, and, oh, God damn steel it. guitars. Talk about some legends, right? Like Holy crap. I think that's, yeah. that's Stu Besor, who yep. has played steel guitar with all the host Nashville legends. And he's probably mm-hmm. one of the best. Yeah, the, the instrumental lineup, I think. Yeah, it's Bobby Dyson. Bobby Dyson, actually, this I should have brought up in the bass episode, but I didn't even think of him. He was the first person to play electric bass at the Grand Ole Opry. Oh, was he really? He's on this album. He and Stu Besor 
played together, I think, on they played on a lot of other people's albums, too. All the freaking Grand Ole Opry artists. Once again, a lot of that was thanks to Porter. He basically owned the Grand Ole Opry. He's literally Mr. Grand Ole Opry. Right. And that's not to say, like, Dolly wrote these songs. It's Dolly's show, but... Porter was awesome. And that's kind of, I think that's why even when Dolly decided to leave much to the chagrin of, of Porter. And that's when she wrote, I will always love you to kind of, that was her kind of, ah, I didn't hear that story. Yeah. So I didn't, she, I didn't dig that out. That's... So they fought and fought and fought about her leaving. And then she wrote, the story is that she wrote, I will always love you. She went into his office, she sang it to him. And then he was like, that's the best song that ever been written go do your album <laughs> yeah so she then she went off and she put i will always love you on the record which has been officially covered officially paid for the officially. rights went through the record labels officially covered 242 times Ooh, yeah. which is not even that's not even like top 10 dude that's shocked me yeah there are songs that have been officially covered like 570 times and stuff like Beatles songs and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But still, I mean, we all know the Bodyguard soundtrack is probably where everyone goes to. Mm -hmm. There's something about the way Dolly delivers it that is so it, cuz it's not as like diva soulful. It's, it's yeah. It's not as triumphant. Mm. It's more peaceful. Yes. It's more yeah. it's like a gentle walk away. It has an intensity of like unsettled, yeah, it's like this unsettled intensity. That's what I'm trying to say. Whitney Houston is a fucking badass, and the song's amazing. When she sings it, it's incredible. Yeah. But when you yeah. try to actually think of the story of the song, you can't take a woman like Whitney Houston singing that seriously because the guy is just getting crushed. The guy is just, mm -hmm. she's, she's this bigger than life person saying i'm leaving you mm -hmm. whereas with dolly it's this very timid very heartbreaking slow walk away yeah. you believe it coming from her you know yeah. fucking dolly parton man i don't think she'd like us swearing this much sorry dolly. no she probably would <laughs> 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 i love that she when she did go off and i keep saying she went off on her own what I mean by that is she refused to let Wagner or anybody share rights to her music. She refused to have writing partners when they weren't writing partners. Because you got to remember, this was back in the day where you were supposed to tag your name onto the Wagners or the Elvises or these sort of people. Mm -hmm. And they would get a specific amount of rights and then your song would become a hit. And Dolly refused to do that. Yeah. And Stand on her own name. Mm -hmm. like literally i mean thanks to her business savvy she's what is she worth like 600 million now Shit. she has her own theme park which is still mm -hmm. on my bucket list <laughs> did you know she turned down elvis singing i will always love you really elvis wanted to do it he wanted to part of the publishing rights she refused i honestly can't picture that i can't hear that i think it'd be too much like uh it's... can't help falling in love with you yeah I could see it being like that. Yeah, it'd be too. It's too like much like that. Maltzy, cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I, okay. Wow. She knew what she was doing. I'm gonna piss off all the Elvis fans. <laughs> Another cool story talking about how classy she was yeah. and more about Wagner. This is to me apparently this was all about her and, and how awesome she was. Was she, all the symbols were because of her and Porter Wagner. Porter Wagner ended up losing all of his money, spending it on stupid shit like men do, you know, drugs and women and jewelry and all this stupid crap. Boats. When he got in trouble, she bought 
all of the music, because you know I said they did like 13 albums or doing them together yeah. and stuff like that. Right. She bought all of that catalog from him for like, I think it was like $2 million or something like that. Jeez. So completely helped him out. Jeez. Then once he became solvent again and he was back on his feet, he started bitching about not having his music. He wanted his music back. Not bitching. I don't want to say like he wasn't going on interviews and being like, but he was kept saying to Dolly, I want my music back. I want me. She gave it back to him for free. For free. Yeah. So really, she just donated a couple million she basically, to this dude. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Dolly. <laughs> She's so awesome. I want to scream at her, and I want to also hug her at the same time. And buy some library books. I wish she was my grandma. <laughs> Dolly Parton, can you be my great... Can you... Ad- be my adopted grandma can i i want to get into more of these songs but i want you to take it first if you want it Mm -hmm. are there any other big standouts on this album that you want to go over first i seriously like got stuck on joe like i was trying to learn how to play the intro to jolene i got that's a great guitar part it's oh my yeah fucking god yeah chip young is a mm-hmm. genius of that like finger picking style and it's so damn fast i had to slow it down okay so before we move on to other tracks just something for anyone out there that's bored someday <laughs> i slowed down jolene to try to learn the intro guitar part oh my god if you slow it down it is this awesome slow jam country ballad <laughs> dolly sounds like a man like go like half speed or something maybe not quite half like but like it's like this yeah it's like the coolest thing anyway that was that was it was like awesome that that song is so cool as it is and then even as you if you have a 45 single of jolene put it down to 33 rpm that right there is gold i don't want to we've got awards and categories i and i don't want to spend the whole time talking about jolene because i could (laughs) keep talking about jolene and honestly look the rest of the album is amazing too a lot of it is just very like you were saying it does get to that two minute nashville ditty that doom 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 the boom chick when someone wants to leave which is amazing it's a master recording it's freaking beautiful River of Happiness, which is, again, it's very folky. It's very Carpenter, very Peter, Paul, and Mary. And Highlight of My Life, which is just the hooks. That makes me think of the hooks on this album. The hooks. Yeah. Goddamn, they could do hooks back then, man. And also, like, her backup vocals. Yeah. This applies to to all the songs. Yes. All of her harmonies. She is the queen of so harmony. So good. The, yeah. What she hears and the voicings that she chooses, she's just on point. She's so gentle. We were talking about I Will Always Love You. And and obviously, Whitney Houston, it's, it's amazing. And the talent is just insane. But the effortlessness... That Dolly Parton hits yeah. the notes that she's hitting in I'll Always Love You. Right. It sounds so casual. That like really intense. Like if you listen to her voice, it sounds like she's in your yes. face. Like yeah. it's she has at least like some moment where it's so intense. And I, I mean, I know a lot of that is the recording technique at the mm-hmm. time. Everything was close mic'd, right? So vocal mic is right up in your face. Guitar mics are right up on the fingers. Like not just her voice, but everything really sounds like you can hear all the little, you can hear fingers moving on the frets. Yeah. You can hear breath, organic stuff that happens when you play music. And I think 
for me, that really makes this era of music and this album particularly so, like, the sounds that I hear aren't mm-hmm. ones that you're going to hear on a current album you like f- today. You feel like you're in the studio it's with It's textural. Them. Yeah, you can, there's a texture to every instrument, every voice, every sound. Oh my God. When she hits her like upper red, like the mm-hmm. power and the force, you can feel the microphone like <laughs> vibrating behind <laughs> the sound coming out of her face. Right. I mean, it's a fantastic album. It's short. It's what is it? 10 songs long and they're all two. And they're all ditties. short. Like, yeah. The listen time is super quick. I think it's like a 30 minute album. You get in, you get out. Every song is just, you're totally into it. And then it's it's done before you know it. Living on memories of you is done and man, Lonely it's so Coming good. Down. I know that wasn't a Dolly written song. But, but I, it's so good. Yeah, it is. That's that's one of the ones that one of the ones that I struggled with like when I was picking your favorite. Um, mm-hmm. there's something about it. I think it's just the arrangement and the way I don't, yeah, it's such a complex it's, arrangement. It's, it is. And it's thick and there's so many layers. There's a few of them like that. There's Randy's like that. Randy is kind of weird. Yeah. The riff in it is fucking rad for such a short song too. Like yeah. they put a lot into that little tidbits everywhere. You could just hear the musicianship in every song. All of a sudden you hear this little thing in the background. You're like, what? Right. Whoa. Who just right, did right, that? Right. I love it. I listen to this a lot of times and I completely love it. That's every song. Those are stories. I'd imagine that we're going to be talking a little more about a couple of the songs once we get into awards and categories. We're just going to beat dead horses. Exactly. But (laughs) hey, you saw that coming when you saw this album. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. If you don't like the road you're walking, pave one for yourself. We are back. Let's get into awards and categories. Like I said, there were no David Crosby Met Awards. Nobody is dumb enough to give this a bad review. I was really hoping there'd be like some hilariously. I kind of was too. Yeah, the only thing I found was was a couple of articles that were more like the way that women used to think sort yeah. of thing, which I just don't like it. I don't. I think it's wrong. I think that dudes write about this shit too. It doesn't have to be a weak woman thing. But I think you also, you said it best, we're not women, so, you know, what the fuck do we yeah. know? The DMX Award. Uniqueness, it's Dolly Parton. <laughs> there's nobody, <laughs> there's just nobody like dolly parton she's her own uniqueness that voice there you can't not recognize that voice yeah if you cut all the instruments and you play like the middle of some verse that isn't one that most people would think you know between the way she pronounces words i don't know the intensity i keep going back to that word i apologize no i like it i can't find a better one but like the way she pronounces words her intensity she has a very unique vibrato thing it's not a vibrato i don't know it's a very subtle yet tight subtle might not be the word for it Mm. but it's it is a pretty subtle vibrato that she has you don't realize it it doesn't reach out and grab you so in that way it's subtle her harmonies it's all dolly it is (laughs) it is that's what makes it so awesome there are very few people that you're never going to mistake for anyone else they're larger than life and to be that and at the same time be the type of person she is, the the humble and happy and confident 
and giving. I can't really think of anybody else like her. She's bubbly, but in like the good way. Like, you know, sometimes when you say someone's bubbly, it's kind of like a negative. Yeah. Like she's bubbly like her, in the good, like in all the best way. <laughs> in like her goddaughter. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, as she gets older, Miley's starting to grow on me just a little bit. Oh God. Um, that's another pod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's do that one in 10 years and see how, how she is by then. <laughs> Overrated, underrated, properly rated. Mm, yes. Uh, I'll let you start because I know that you had you had some very feels. I had some feels. My feels are that even though she received a positive reception of the release of the album at the time, maybe I should say that's like kind of proper, but I feel like people really latched onto it later. Yeah. It's way more popular now than it was then. Absolutely. Now I feel like it's getting the recognition it really deserves. I have a hard time saying that it was under-recognized at first because if you read reviews, yeah, it didn't get charts. Maybe that's it. If you look at charts, she didn't get a vocal Grammy for Jolene until she did it with the Pentatonics like a few years ago. I mean, it was nominated. I think you're being nice about this because you're a nice person. I think that this is criminally underrated in its time and now. People fucking talk about 70s albums. This one isn't going to get brought up. You're going to hear about mm. the, the stuff that we talked about. We're just as guilty. We talk, we talk about the Woodstock stuff. We talk about the late 60s and early 70s, the Jimi Hendrixes and the Who and the David Bowies and stuff like that. Dolly Parton does not get brought up. I remember it was probably just a year or two ago where I had to look up what album Jolene was on because I didn't... That it was the title track, right? Exactly. I personally think that this is criminally underrated. It definitely was at its time for it to, in my opinion, be very strongly the best Dolly Parton album. And it's really not one of those everybody has it in my collection sort of albums. Right. It should be. It totally should be because it is the antithesis of a genre. You do not get more Nashville than this album. Right. You don't. I kind of veer a little bit from that. Nervously so. (laughs) because I like everything that you said. But when I come down to it, if I could only purchase one hands tied, you can only have Desert Island or whatever. You can Mm -hmm. have one Dolly album. It would be the greatest hits, not this. Okay, I mean... That's so, fucking cheating, though. I know. It's kind of <laughs> cheating. But, like, this is, like, the awesomest album. But because she has so many albums, this does not have yeah. all of her awesome songs on it. Her best songs. So she you has, maybe think she should be viewed more as a f- complete artist than you don't hone in on one album of hers. But that's me. Like, you know me. That's how I always am. Like, but that, on I every mean, artist we talk about, I'm, like, the greatest hits guy. And then, like, the other stuff I dig and I might appreciate, but I'm always the singles guy, right? Yeah. I pick and choose and I make my custom playlist. But that's fair, though, especially with these older artists that were pumping out, like, four albums a year and that you just can't... Yeah. What are you going to own, 72 albums of this person? It's not going to happen. Right, because so they played so many damn songs. They can't all be the best. I agree with that. I still think it's totally underrated. I think Dolly Parton, as an artist, is underrated yeah even now she's highly respected people love her but you don't see people talking about how amazing of music she's done they're always talking about how much of a philanthropist and great person she is and stuff and it kind of gets lost in the weeds that man she was doing incredible music shit on her own as a female in the early 70s and late 60s that was not being done humanitarian award for sure but on top of that, like the musical badassness. I feel like our friend Annie, like Annie mm. Clements, 
has a, what would Dolly do? I wonder if we can get the permission for what would Dolly do? Well, we an Annie. We we had it for her interview. Oh shit! Yeah, we did. Yeah. Because what would Dolly? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, if I reach out to Annie and I say, "Hey, we're gonna do an episode on Dolly Parton. Can we play What Would Dolly Do?" I don't think she'd say no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. To me, the impact of Dolly Parton goes so far beyond this album. It absolutely does. Yeah, influences so and influ- we too many Coors Lights. <laughs> influences and influences. Oh, yeah, I think the influences are pretty. This was pretty early on with female country, but you had o- older country like. Patsy Cline is the is the easy one. That's right. the one that that, was... that everybody knows and loves. The only other one that I really know, because I know I could just read Wikipedia or whatever for earlier Nashville style artists, but the only one that I knew, kind of calling myself out, is uh, Rose Maddox, right? Who I know that Dolly Parton looked up to a lot as far uh, musically. Those are the two influences right. I have. Influences is just everything from honky tonk to Joni Mitchell to I mean everything moving forward and, and not say yeah. I'm like I know Joni Mitchell is is parallel I know that timeline around, yeah timeline but I still yeah. think that uh, a lot of what Dolly did as a female alone in the industry uh, paved the way for a lot of other females yeah I mean going backwards influencees I would say that Dolly blazed a trail and set an example yeah for women in the industry it kind of reminds me like sort of a little bit of back like season one when we talked about miss lauren hill mm-hmm. and we reviewed the miseducation of lauren hill and got a little bit into industry and gender yep and what lauren did to shake that up i know there's people that don't feel that it might be on par but for its time i feel like dolly was blazing trails and she was doing things breaking out on her own yeah. and showing that independence and strength that I think let other female artists or encouraged and inspired other, hopefully other female artists to this day. Yeah. Um, her business savvy in the time where you weren't yeah. as a female, you weren't supposed to have business savvy, right? Influences. Patsy Klein was on my list. Yeah. Like you said, it's obvious. I don't know. Not so obvious. I got a little Chet Baker. Oh, um, I like a it. little bit. I'm wondering if some of that might be Bob Ferguson. Okay. Cause Bob Ferguson produced a lot of Chet Baker. I like, I and like that though. So I don't know whether to credit, but just like some of the choices, what country album has Kungas yeah. on it? And you listen to Jolene <laughs> yeah. and there's that like, yep. the choice of when strings come in, the choice We've of- talked about like early morning breeze where they do the same thing. They have a lot of the different percussion and the yeah the real odd choices. And just arranging. Yeah. I think that's, that's really all I got that's like out there. Love it. Never mind the Bullocks Award. So I personally think this is by far yeah. her best album. I mean, I haven't heard everything, so technically I can't answer that. But when it comes to her stuff as she moved on to the 80s and some of her 70s songs and things like that, I think I can fairly confidently say that if I had to only own one Dolly Parton album, this would definitely be it. Uh, which this is the only Dolly Parton album I own, but not to say that I am not down for owning more because I totally right. am. I don't know. I like almost carbon copy of what you say. I feel like it's it's her best, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's the first one that she broke out 
and that's why I feel like it's the best. Yeah. Because really thinking through it, a lot of my favorite Dolly songs are not on this. I have like bits and pieces from all of all, all these other albums. So maybe this is the best because it has, for me, the two most most memorable songs, songs that are on, on one, one album. album. And not just most memorable, two of the most famous songs right. ever written. Really. Right. I feel bad that I keep reducing this album to the Jolene and I'll Always Love You. Yeah, but But it's, when you think about Do- she, her catalog's so big. And when you think <laughs> about how big those two songs are. Yeah. Two of the most covered everybody knows and loves songs on one album. That's a big deal. I think I saw another interview where she was talking about how... Um, when they're going through the process of digitizing all the tapes, so mm-hmm. they were taking tapes and transferring them over. So the tapes were like stamped, you know, with like the recording date and stuff. And I guess the the audio tech or audio engineer who was doing the tape transfer to digital was like, hey, Dolly, did you realize that you wrote Jolene the same time that you wrote I Will Always Love You? Oh, and she I was like, yeah, that. That, that, that could have been the same day that definitely was the same week you know it's it like you wrote those two mega hits that's a good day simultaneously <laughs> that's like, a how? good day right i remember reading something about that you're right john paul jones award this is a fun one do you have anything that you'd want to replace or add or anything like that on this album no as tempting as that is because that's really fucking tempting mm-hmm I want to leave it alone because I feel like the delivery on this album is so awesome that if you try to dub someone else in or if you try to sneak something else in, it would just fuck with the sound. You're right, but for the hell of it, I'm throwing one in and it's an easy one too. It's kind of a softball that I've been lobbed, but I'm taking it anyway. The one person that Dolly has admitted to having a crush on that would have just made a fucking killer duet on this somewhere would be something with Johnny Cash. Yeah. (laughs) I want a Johnny Cash duet on here. And I know that's kind of, that doesn't work because that's basically just what he was doing with June Carter, you know, like going to Jackson or something like that. But my God, I could just picture them freaking killing a duet. Who wouldn't want to hear Dolly and Johnny, man? (laughs) It, like on their own, you just say either of those names, and you're gonna get you're gonna turn yeah. some heads. So. <laughs> Teach him young award. If you could give one song on this album to your kid to make him a Dolly fan, this is actually a pretty good question because it, 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 it seems easy at first. But what do you I, have? I feel like it's pretty. What's the hard part? That's what I want to know. <laughs> what, I don't know. One jo- song. I guess the one song thing because Jolene yeah, been, is so serious. You know what it I mean? Is. Like maybe, my, but you know what my kid's been singing this whole week? Yeah. <laughs> Jolene. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Dolly called it. She's like, it's, it's the song. Like anyone can sing it. Babies can sing it. Like you can say Jolene, you can sing that song. It's the Jolene. Like, yes, my kids have been listening to it, not just for research for this, but then I decided I had to learn the stupid freaking guitar part. <laughs> Because it's awesome, and it, it really is not that hard. It just takes so many so much repetition. But Chip Young, he's all right. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> John Popper Award. What's the best hook on this album, Sven? <laughs> I, I know. Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. Jolene. Oh, it's really taking over. I, you know, I do love the hook to "Darling, You're the Highlight of My Life." That chorus. And there's a lot of good hooks on this, but it's there are. It's Jolene. You hear I mean, it. 
Dolly says so. I will just organically, randomly be driving around a few times out of the year, and I will just, it'll pop in my head. I'll be like, I have to hear Jolene right now. Yeah. John Prine, best lyric. I, I know this is easy and maybe kind of a cop-out, mm-hmm. but the whole song, I Will Always Love You, the way that she gets across leaving somebody but still wanting them to be happy there's just such Mm -hmm. a raw honest impossible feeling that i know that i could have never written that song and i don't know many people that that are good enough to write a song like that that song blows my mind i'm going with when someone wants to leave because Mm, good the whole song because it's like Following Jolene, even though it's a gentle confrontation, it's like a confrontation like, hey, don't take my man. Let's talk. You know, she's confronting the other person. Someone wants to leave. It's it's very much like the perspective of somebody that's just resigned to accept the fact that the person they're in love with doesn't love them back. Yep. I feel like this is a very human experience especially growing up. Oh, we've all, everyone goes through that, but I feel like, I feel like everybody should be a common experience. Yeah. Some point in your life, you've found somebody that you think is the awesomest and they don't feel the same about you back. Yeah. That's crushing. I like it. it. Good one. Eddie Van Halen award. I put the riff and Randy. It's six notes. It's just the little guitar Mm kind of intro into the verses but it's freaking rad. There's a lot of little bits and pieces like that in this album, but that's my favorite. Uh, Sven, what about you? You could guess. Is it the acoustic guitar in Jolene, Sven? It's the intro specifically. Yeah. Yep. I wonder if I should risk getting sued for just playing literally like just right there, two seconds of the- well, like, I mean, educational purposes, you get like 30 seconds, right? Yes. No. No, I learned that the hard, no, I didn't learn it the hard way, but everybody that I wrote to was like, nope, that's bullshit. That's not a thing. (laughs) No. Yeah. The Surfer Rosa Award. Look, this album is 25 minutes of awesomeness. There's no build. There's no B-side. Yeah. There is, but. (laughs) It ain't long. It's Uh, it's just the second side of the A A side. Turn it on, you grab a beer, you blink, and you missed it. (laughs) I love that. I love that it's a bunch of two-minute ditties, good night. It's a quick play. Yes. Agreed. So that's an easy one. Yep. I have nothing to contradict or add there. Well, here's a hard one. Time of Your Life Award. Sven, what's the worst song on this album? Oh, my God. Is it weird that I want to say that it's also one of the best songs? Mm -mm. I honestly... You almost said hate. I I do. I almost (laughs) said the H word. Now, I think that I'm taking it a little bit out of context. I was going to say I will always love you because I hate the fact that I love Dolly's version and I hate, I don't hate Whitney's cuteness. Oh God, I'm in trouble here. Just kind of sick of it. Is it kind of overplayed? Because it it was definitely overplayed. It was, yeah, it was definitely overplayed. Aside from like branching out into what other people did, I feel like maybe like something like it must be you. Yeah. Yeah. I think must be you might be probably my least favorite. It's it's there's nothing that's like sucks. No, no. There's nothing no. on this album that just that just sucks. Least best. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Mine is it must be you too. It's the last song. It's another boom chicka the fifth one and at at that point you are a little bit like okay we get the formula we've got it wrap it yeah 
wrap it. Yep. Yeah. Which they then do. So yeah, I actually agree with that. Now let's get to the fun part. Mm-hmm. What are your three favorite songs on this album? Starting at number three, I will say When Someone Wants to Leave. Okay. Number three. That's a good one. Number two is actually Early Morning Breeze. Oh, very musically inclined, folksy, original. I get. I like it. And number one, red. No, I'm just yeah. joking. No, I know. Jolene. <laughs> you did not almost get me. Oh. My number three is Lonely Coming Down. I know that she didn't write it, but it's just so instrumentally fantastic. It is. And then going along with that early morning breeze, it's Mm. so different than anything else on this album, but it's not as different as my favorite song. And I think we should probably just maybe, this is a conversation I was saving for now. Sven, Jolene, if I were to tell you it is one of the 10 best songs ever written, Mm -hmm. would you argue that? 10. It's the classic A minor, C to G to E minor. Okay, the the chord progression for sure is, uh, that makes it feel so familiar. It makes it feel like the song was written before it was written. Yes. And has existed for all all time. Like that that chord progression. Yeah. Yeah. For the purposes of this album, I will say yes, but (laughs) only because like when you say 10 of all time, I haven't Mm -hmm. had a minute to wrap (laughs) my head around all time. Ignore Beethoven and Bach. All the different things about Jolene from the get-go, the Mm -hmm. crazy acoustic guitar intro, which is so simple yet so hard to actually play and make it sound like the album. The beautiful strings. Yeah, all the instruments. I mentioned Mm -hmm. the congas earlier. Yeah, the strings, just the way. And then the fact that it's a song that's, I feel like you don't hear this theme now. Nowadays... Like I said before, you think someone likes your significant other and it's all about revenge. Fuck you. I'm going to fuck you up. And like, how much can I hurt you? you. It comes off maybe to some people as weak. It takes a lot of freaking guts and courage to walk up to somebody who you even tell the story. The hardest thing to being a human, well, not for everybody, but for me, and I think most people I know is honest vulnerability. Yes. This song is so vulnerable. People do not have the balls to do this. No. They don't. But that's why Dolly has the biggest balls. And that's why I think that if somebody were to come up to me and say, Jolene is one of the top 10 songs ever written, I would at the very least have to balk. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's saying something. That's mm-hmm. This is one of the best songs ever written. It's fucking perfect. I've heard it a million times. I listen to it many, many times a year. I will until I'm dead and I will never. You show me a person that, that Jolene comes on the radio and they're like, ah, oh, eh, nah. they have no soul. That doesn't exist. Who won the album, Sven? Dolly and all of us. Dolly wins everything she touches. She I does. think that's the she rule. She does. And then yeah. all of us win alongside because she keeps going. What would Dolly do, right, Sven? What would, yeah. Let's rate the album. I'm interested in this. Sven, what did you rate this bad boy? This is like 247 bottle caps. <laughs> well, you're laughing. Oh, we're back to bottle 247 caps. 247 bottle caps like out of like 312. That's good. That's, that's pretty respectable. That's damn high. So, was that like an eight? I'm bad at math. I've been drinking. I went a little bit higher. It's not a a 10 out of 10 for me. It doesn't blow my hair back, but boy, am I completely comfortable giving this a high nine out of 10. I gave it 
nine out of 10 shows at the Grand Ole Opry. It makes me want to go down to Nashville. I just love, love, love this. I love Dolly. And seriously, the song Jolene, if you don't think it's one of the greatest songs ever written, you're wrong. And that's, <laughs> that's all I have to say about it. That is Jolene by Dolly Parton. How do you think we did, Sven? Oh, my God. If anyone thinks that we didn't cover everything, I'm really interested because... Well, it's Dolly. I bet we didn't. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Like I, yeah. I knew so little. I thought I knew Dolly. And then going into this, I realized how little I knew. Ooh, there's so I'm, much I'm to still, research so I guess about what her. I'm saying is I'm still open to education. Well, that's what was hard about researching this was there is so much stuff about Dolly trying to find stuff specifically about this album right is so hard yeah and not just specifically about this album but that wasn't then just about i will always love you yeah okay one goal that i want to pass on to everyone listening like on youtube there is a dolly dissects all of her top albums or dolly talks about Ooh. all of her top albums Obviously, this one is covered in that, and I think even though it's like you get like 20 or 30 seconds of her talking about this album, it's worth the listen. Plus, you get to listen to her like just kind of just like bullshit about all of her albums in general, and it's current, so it's... uh, Yeah, it's Dolly being Dolly. Dolly Parton, we love you. I mean, we're American. It's it's required. It's in the Constitution. Sven, it's been real. Hey. Are you going fishing tomorrow? Dude, you know it. Fishing with the boat after I tear the motor apart. Well, do me a favor. Please don't drown because we have another episode to record next week. And it will be the episode to air after this one coming up next time on Verse Chorus Verse. We talk... Burning shit to the ground! Oh. Yeah. We talk about the evil stepbrother of Woodstock, Woodstock 99. Oh my goodness, does... Give me... That's going to get dark. I'll just say that. Give me something to break. We are going to have to wear our backwards red caps and khakis. Spend, you are the man. I haven't done with one of these with you God, in forever. Yes. I miss it. I am excited to do another one next week. Mm-hmm. Versecourseverse.com at versecourseversepod. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed us talking about Dolly. If you didn't, you're weird. Like us and downloads and, you know, all the stuff. Stuff. Take care. Good night and good luck. Mwah. Oh, I-